I want to share with you tonight um, just a little bit about what's going to happen. Um, in just a minute, our team are going to start leading us in some praise and some worship songs. And as we go throughout the night, they're going to share just different encourages, encouragements around why we do what we do, perhaps um, the motivation behind why we might raise our hands, why there are times where we just have the instruments play and what we do in those moments. Um, but we're going to sing We're going to sing together. We're going to praise. We're going to worship together. Um, but I want to share with you first a little bit around why we want to do it together. Um, Pastor Ben actually shared this morning around the importance of community and doing life together. And he said that in the New Testament, um, the writers encourage us 59 times. Is that right, Pastor Ben? 59 times to invest in one another, to, joining, to join with one another. And in, in Hebrews chapter 10, verse 25, in the Passion Translation, sorry guys, I didn't let you know in advance, but in Hebrews chapter 10, 25, in the Passion Translation, it says, this is not the time to pull away and neglect meeting each other as some have formed the habit of doing because we need each other. Everyone say, we need each other. We need each other. In fact, we should come together even more frequently, eager to encourage and urge one another onward. I love that. I love we are to urge and encourage one another onward. And what I've noticed is that as we come together, as we join together as a church community, as a family, we encourage and we urge one another on. And so that's one of the amazing reasons that we um, come together. We come as a church family to give God praise. We give God honor and we tell him how amazing and wonderful he is. That's one amazing reason why we can come together as a church is just to praise God. The other reason we can come is because we actually get so encouraged ourselves, don't we? We get filled up. We learn about the Word of God. We hear about how wonderful God is. We learn more about who He is, His character. And so coming together is an amazing investment into our own lives, isn't it? Because we take a step forward in our faith as we learn about who God is and we sing about how wonderful He is. But also this verse tells us that there's actually another reason, another thing that we do when we come together. It's actually encourage others around us. We actually encourage others around us just by being here together. We spur each other on. We encourage others by our presence. We encourage others by our worship and by our praise. As they see us praising and worshiping, they're encouraged in their own faith and in their own journey with Jesus. So there's so many reasons why we come together corporately to sing. But the Word of God doesn't just tell us that we should come together. It also tells us so many reasons, uh, so many ways uh, that we can spend our time together. And one of those things he tells us in Colossians chapter 3, verses 15 and 16. He says this, um, Let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, since as members of one body you were called to peace. And be thankful. Let the message of Christ dwell among you richly as you teach and admonish one another with all wisdom through psalms, hymns, and songs from the Spirit, singing to God with gratitude in your hearts. So if you didn't catch that, it said, um, teach and admonish one another as you sing through the Spirit, singing to God with gratitude in your hearts. So, you know, we actually encourage one another as we sing. 
as you sing in your seat right where you are, you're encouraging those around you to sing and to give glory to God. So it's amazing as we come together, we build each other up in our faith. We spur each other on. And so we are passionate about coming together to worship. We are passionate about coming together to praise because we know that we want to give God all the glory. We want to give him the praise that he deserves. But we also see that as we come together, we receive input from God. We receive... um, just getting built up in our own faith. But as we come together, it's not just about us because we can encourage others as well. So tonight, I hope wherever you are, right where you stand, know that as you worship, as you praise, as you sing out loudly with your voice, you're encouraging those around you. We have an amazing worship team behind us who are going to lead us, but you are a worship leader right in your seat tonight as we worship and praise together. You have a role to play. You have a gift to bring. The body, the Word of God says that we are a body, and every single part of the body has a role to play, has something that they can bring to the table, and you can bring it tonight with your voice. You can bring it with your hands, with your feet, as we worship God together, okay? So this is definitely like an all-in. We are involved. Every single person is going to be involved tonight, and we're going to start tonight around praise. We love, I don't know, I don't know about you. But we love to praise God. We love to tell Him how wonderful He is, how amazing He is, how He has changed our lives. Does anyone else love to praise God? I hope you're going to be more vocal than that tonight, guys, because this is like we are in this together and we're going to hear from you. So tonight, who's ever been to a live sporting match? I want to see your hands up in the air. If you've ever been up in the air, like up here, like woo. All right. So if you've ever been to a live sporting match, then you know that people get pretty passionate, don't they? I mean, you can hear them, the grandstands just go crazy. It's a wild situation to be in sometimes. You just see people going nuts and they stomp their feet, they clap their hands, they wave their arms as they encourage their team. They want people to know who they're supporting. They want people to know that they are cheering on their team. They want to know that people know when their team wins, that they were the ones going for the victory, that they were the ones going for the winners. Everyone knows who everyone else is going for when they're in a sporting match. And so when we come together, when we praise God, we do it actively and we do it passionately. We stomp our feet sometimes, we raise our hands sometimes, we clap our hands sometimes, and we want to make a noise because we're excited about who God is. We're excited about what He's done in our lives. We are enthusiastic and passionate about how He's lived um, our lives for others. And so tonight as we praise, this is something we're going to do actively. It's not a passive sport. This is a time where we reach out and we say, God, we love you. We are so thankful for you. You are good, God. And so tonight, I hope you are ready to get your feet stomping, to get your hands clapping, because we are going to praise. Why don't you stand to your feet wherever you are? Why don't you start clapping your hands? We're going to praise God. We're going to praise Him with our feet. We're going to praise Him with our hands. You know, I wore my boots that make a good stomp tonight. Let's be active. Come on, team, you guys can lead us. And I was buried beneath my shame. Who could carry that kind of weight? 
it was mine too Till I met you And I was breathing but not alive And all my failures I tried to hide It was mine too Till I met you You called my name And I ran out of that grave Out of the darkness Into your glorious day You called my name Praise God, church. Why don't you give them a round of applause? How good our God is. Awesome. Let's catch my breath a little bit. In 2 Chronicles chapter 20, there is, that chapter is one that I love. Sorry, I really actually have to catch my breath. <laughs> It's a chapter that I love. And um, in that chapter, we read about Josaphat, the king of, Ju of Judah, and how he got word that multiple armies were coming to defeat him. They were coming to take the, his land. And there were three reactions he had to that. The first one was fear, but he chose to praise God anyways. 
The second was that the entire nation, the entire area came together to seek God and to praise God together. And the third thing was that before the army, as the army was going out, they sent ahead of them people praising God for His victory, for His goodness, for how faithful He is. And so church, when we praise God, we don't do it when the battle's done. We don't do it when everything's okay in our lives. We do it in the midst of whatever's going on. We do it no matter what battle might be going on in our lives because our God is good. He already won the victory and He already deserves all the praise. So that's what we're gonna do. And we're gonna sing the song, Raise a Hallelujah. It's one we do a lot. And when we sing, Raise a Hallelujah, what we're actually singing is I'll raise my praises to the Lord. I'll raise my praises to God for, because my weapon, what is it? My praise in the presence of my enemy. I'll raise a hallelujah. I will raise my praises to the Lord in the presence of my enemy. I'll raise my praises to the Lord for His, for my weapon is a melody. So we're going to sing this church no matter what is going on in your life, no matter what's happening, no matter what's happening in this world. Let's sing, let's praise, and let's just shout His name. For he is the King of all kings. There's nothing He can't do. Amen, church.
church, do you want to take a seat just for a few minutes? Won't be long. talking about praise, talking about how it's, as Mez was saying, how it's our, sharing about our victory, celebrating who God is. We're going to move into a time of worship. And worship, while, while praise is a posture of celebration, it's a posture of victory. Worship is a, is a posture of submission. And it's a posture of surrender and surrendering to God. And the worship, in the Hebrew meaning for worship, I'm not going to say the word because I can't actually say it. I tried. I can't. No, I'm not. <laughs> okay, so the, the meaning for the Hebrew word, I'll, I'll write it down for you if you want it later. Okay. Um, means to bow down. It means to stretch out in submission and adoration. It means to give honour and respect publicly. And so as we come and we worship, it's something we do together, something we do as Mez was talking about earlier. We do it together. We do it like in these settings and, and with other people in, in community with others. And it's also a physical act. It's an act of raising your hands or bowing down in adoration of our incredible God. Who's ever seen a photo or a picture, because it wasn't photos back then, of a Roman soldier? No one? Yeah? My school was different to yours then. Um, but a Roman soldier's armour was obviously designed to protect them and to protect their, their body, their vital organs, to, pre to protect them from being harmed. However, as a lot of things, their armour had a weakness. It had a vulnerability to it. And if they were to raise their arms, their underarms were exposed, which, if attacked, could actually damage their heart and reach their heart. And so if they were captured or if they surrendered, raising your hands was to say, I'm going to show you the most vulnerable parts of me, the most vulnerable part and my weakness in surrender and submission to you. So when we lift our hands in worship to God, we lift it up going, hey God, I'm giving you everything. I'm showing you my vulnerability and I'm showing you my weakness. And that might be hard, but, his, but our weakness is made perfect in Him. So when we come to Him, we say, Hey God, I'm lifting my hands, I'm bowing down in surrender to You tonight. We give Him space to move in our lives and to speak to us. So we're going to continue to sing and we're going to worship. So if you want to stand to your feet, As we continue to worship God, can, can I just encourage you, will you lift your hands? If you want to bow down, you can. But just surrender to Him. Whatever it is that's going on, however hard it may be, it doesn't have to be here, it can be here. We're going to sing.
sing, church.
worship, you know, there's these times of um, just music playing. And in those times, you, you may have noticed that we enter into free worship. So we will invite you to enter into free worship with us. You know, um, Psalms 96.1 says, um, sorry, I'm getting my breath back now. Um, I have to remember what it says. Uh, sorry, thank you, thank you. Sing unto the Lord a new song. Sing unto the Lord all the earth. So, you know, as we worship, we're going to invite you. We're going to, free worship is your own song. It's, it's, it's your own words to God. It's the time, the opportunity for you to just allow yourself to freely express, express yourself. So we want to um, encourage you to get into that free worship with us. In our next song, um, you know, there's going to be moments of just music playing and you'll see us entering into free worship. So we want to encourage you to freely express yourself in this moment. All right, so um, yeah, let's sing. Yeah. 
your work even when I can feel that you're working never stop you never stop working never stop you never stop working even when I can see that you're working even when I can feel that you're working never stop you never stop working never stop you never stop working even when I can see that you're working even when I can feel that you're working you never stop you never stop
church. Can I encourage you to lift your hands as we sing about how great our God is. Do you believe that tonight? Do you believe that we serve a great God? How great is our God? Thank you, Jesus.
singing so beautifully tonight, church. I don't know about you, but when I hear other people singing, I get quite emotional. It's just such a beautiful sound to hear people singing together, to to hear people lifting their voices for the same reason, to worship our God. It's so amazing to be able to do that in this place. And I think we take that for granted sometimes. And I think that we need to remember how free we are to worship our God, to love our God, to let Him love us. When we praise and when we worship together, when we sing together, we are taking our eyes off of us. We are taking our minds off of us and we are putting them onto God. We're putting them onto God. We're putting them onto His truth and His goodness. As we do that, we create space for Him to speak to us. Tonight we have talked about all different ways that we can worship God. We worship Him by praising Him with excitement and joy. We worship Him by praising Him intimately. We pray and we study His Word. And when we do these things, God speaks to us. In Psalm 46.10, it says, Be still and know that I am God. What that means is that in all of the craziness of this world, when we approach God in any or all of these ways, we can rest. We can rest in knowing that He is our God, that He is over all, He is good, and He is sovereign and in control of our lives. In 1 Kings chapter 19, verse 11 and 12, it says, The Lord said, Go out and stand on the mountain in the presence of the Lord, for the Lord is about to pass by. Then a great and powerful wind tore the mountains apart and shattered the rocks before the Lord, but the Lord was not in the wind. After the wind, there was an earthquake but the Lord was not in the earthquake. After the earthquake came a fire, but the Lord was not in the fire. And after the fire came a gentle whisper. This is a great reminder that God doesn't always reveal Himself in huge and powerful ways. He does, but we can't forget that God instead often meets us in the quiet, in the moments of worship, in the moments that we rest, in the moments that we look to Him, that we take our eyes off of ourselves, get out of our own minds and look to God. I think that it's just so important to remember to rest in everything that we do. We worship and we praise and we rest. We listen. We close our minds to the world and we open them to God. We listen to what He is saying to us. We leave space. We leave room. We take away the earthquakes and the crumbling mountains and the fires, and we listen for the whisper. We listen for the quiet. Before we close tonight, we are going to pray together and pray for each other. And I'm going to invite Pastor Sam to lead us in prayer.
sorry. Thank you. You guys have been singing awesome. Haven't these guys led us well? Haven't these guys done so amazing? That's awesome. We're going to pray. We're going to pray in just a moment. And um, we're going to pray for a number of different areas. Uh, but before we pray, I just want to say um, a couple of quick things. You know, Paul writes to his right-hand man, the young Timothy, and writes these profound words in his second letter to Timothy that says this, all scripture is inspired by God and profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, and for training in righteousness. And we've heard tonight, as we've talked about praise, as we talk about the ecstatic sports-like, you know, we're at a sporting game, praise, you know, the excitement and the energy and, and, and the, the yelling and the cheering and the jumping. We've talked tonight about the intimate connectedness of worshiping God. We've talked about uh, the f- moments of free worship where we sing a new song. And uh, we've talked about resting in his presence. And, um, you know, I think of this verse that all scripture is inspired by God and is profitable for teaching, especially for teaching uh, in this moment. Because we stand now having seen over and over again in the scripture, Paul's writing Timothy, talking about all scripture. He's talking about the Old Testament here. He's saying all of the scripture that you have, that you know, that is profitable for all of these things. And this tonight, when we praise in this manner, when we worship in this manner, when we uh, sing a new song to the Lord, and when we rest in his presence, this was the way in which the people, God's people in the Old Testament, this is the manner in which they worshiped. This is the manner in which they praised. This is the manner in which they did these things. This was the normal. And so I wanna encourage you, church, when we come into moments like these, God has laid out for us in his word exactly how we should worship him, exactly how we should lift up his name. It's through the gentle whisper to Elijah. It's by singing and declaring a new song to the Lord. The apostles, as they uh, began after Pentecost, this incredible move uh, in our history that's transformed our world, uh, it says in Acts chapter 2, 42, and Pastor Ben's preached on it recently, uh, very excellent messages, that the apostles and the people of God continually devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching, to fellowship, and to the breaking of bread, and to prayer. And tonight, we have fellowship together. We have observed what the Bible teaches us about worship, and now we're going to pray. And so tonight, as we continue in this manner, as we rest in the presence of God, as we seek uh, not necessarily to see an encounter or a miracle, but we will we'll see that. If, if, God, if God moves that way, we'll see that. But tonight, as we rest in his presence, we're going to pray together. And so I wonder if everyone right across this room, no matter what your persuasion of faith is, no matter what way you see your relationship with God, no matter where you are in your walk with God, I wonder if in this moment we would all just close our eyes if we would just stretch our hands out before us like we're receiving a gift on Christmas Day as we pray together. Father, we thank you so much for your word. We thank you so much that you spell out to us exactly the way in which we should lift your name up, exactly the way in which we give glory to your name, exactly the way we appeal to you, exactly the way we bring our requests before you. And Lord, we pray tonight and ask for you 
to be in this place. You know, right across this room, I don't know who you are, I don't know what, what's going on in your life, but I do know that in this world we see challenges. It's been a challenging season. And in this time where we've been worshiping our Creator, we're going to come before Him and pray for a couple of needs. And one of those needs is for healing and for miracles. Because we know our God still does heal today. We know our God still performs miracles today. And we know our God is in this place. And together, as we fellowship together, as we worship together, as we stand in agreement together, we are going to pray. Jesus himself says, where you, body of believers, come together and agree on any matter, it will be done in my name, in Jesus' name. And so tonight, as we stand together in agreement, I just wonder if you're here and you, and you have a need. A need in your body. We can't come and lay hands on you, unfortunately. It's our practice, but unfortunately, because of uh, COVID-19 restrictions, we're not able to lay hands on you. But if you're here tonight and you have a need in your body, no matter how big or how small it may be, no matter how long you've been looking for a miracle from the Lord, I just wonder if you'd raise your hand nice and high so that I can see your hand. We're going to be praying. There's hands up all over this room. Church, if you look around you, you'll see hands up all over this room. And so I wonder if we just stretch a hand out to those who have their hands raised, who are seeking a miracle from God today. If you just stretch a hand down, if, uh, if, 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 you're, you know, if you're not a Christian here or you don't believe this, uh, stretch your hand out as Pastor Ben says and send good vibes. But we're going to pray now. Father, you are our healer and you are our provider. And so right now, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, we ask you to come to this place and move in Jesus' name. Father, we thank you for your healing touch on every hand that's raised, every hand that's seeking a touch from you, Father. In the name of Jesus, Father, your word says, by your wounds, we have been healed. And so, Father, we claim that and declare that tonight in Jesus' name. We just ask, Father, for you to do miracles in this place tonight. We ask you for healings, Father, for the touch of the mind, for the touch of the body, for the touch of the soul, in Jesus' name. We know nothing is too big or too small for you, Lord, and we look forward to walking away tonight uh, with new praise reports, Father, that you have moved and done mighty things. Uh, you are a good God. We thank you for it in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. You know, tonight I also want to pray for an area that's, that's pretty sensitive to some of us. You know, many of us know have family members, all of us know or have family members or somebody that we're connected to that does not yet know and believe in Jesus. And we as a church are continually emphasizing the importance of mission, of influence, not just in Africa or not just in, in Asia or, or, or anywhere else globally, but even right here in our backyard. And there are so many of our family, of our friends, of our work colleagues who are uh, lost according to what we know from Scripture. And so tonight I also want to pray for this need. And I am actually wasn't going to do this, but I'm just going to ask, Dr. Jacob, would you mind coming and praying for this specific thing tonight? Is that all right? Come on, why don't we lift our hands to heaven as we pray. Thank you, Dr. Jacob. Gracious Father, we thank you that you are a God whose heart is that everyone should be saved. And we thank you, Lord, that your Holy Spirit, your gentle, quiet spirit continues to move and impact the lives of people, those whom we have been praying for. 
Father, we hear stories of people who have prayed for many, many years and have seen answers to prayer, have seen you move in the lives of those whom they love, who have they, whom they have wanted to see come to you. And Father, we are tonight declaring, Father, that you are moving right now in the hearts of those whom we are placing before you, those who need to come back into relationship with you, those who have known you maybe and have walked away, but Father, who need to come back into total submission to you, those, Father, who have never made a decision for you, but whom we have been praying for for many, many years. Dear Lord, tonight, as your spirit moves out, Lord, we are praying that you will begin to disturb hearts. You will begin to speak through dreams, through visions, through the people of God. Father, you will begin to show yourself as a God who is a good father, a God who can be trusted, a God who can be uh, uh, counted on in times of need, and a God who can move into those circumstances where they need answers right now, Father. And so, Lord, we are declaring, Father, that every single person who needs to come to know you, whom we have been praying for, will right now, Father, begin to feel a change in their heart, a move in their heart. Father, that they will know without a doubt that God Almighty, the God of heaven and earth, is beginning to speak. And we will see change. And we will see people's lives transformed and brought back into relationship with you, Father. So, Lord, we thank you and we accept that you are doing this right now. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 You know, there are so many different things that we could pray about. And, uh, all, and it, very conveniently, our church regularly has encounter nights where we come together and pray together around these issues and many more. And so uh, while we can't, uh, while we'll have to wrap up the service in just a few moments, um, we won't be able to, you know, pray about all the different things that you would like prayed for. But I want to encourage you, please join us when our church has encounter nights, Sunday nights, uh, amazing times of worship and amazing times of prayer. Uh, times when we can bring our requests to him. So make sure you join us. Uh, but before we close tonight, I want to uh, talk to one more group of people. I want to pray about one more thing. And, and like I said before, um, we're just gonna, we're gonna come into a posture of prayer. And, and I'm gonna ask that, again, we bow our heads and close our eyes. Because I wanna ask in this moment a very personal question to each and every person that's in the room tonight. You know, there comes a, a moment where we have to, in our lives, uh, make a decision about, about what we believe and what we follow and, 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 and our lifestyle and, and everything. And uh, tonight, we've been standing together as, as a family, as Desert Life Church family. And there are many people here who are new. Where there are many guests in the room tonight. There are some regular DLC people in the room. We're so glad that you're here. Uh, but in, in a room like this, there is bound to be someone who is not yet sure that they're in a right relationship with Jesus. And we prayed just before, Dr. Jacob prayed just before on this issue, and, and I just wanna ask right across this room in this moment, as we're praying together as a family, that if you are here tonight and you are not in a right relationship with Jesus, maybe long ago you were called yourself a Christian or you, or you were a follower of Jesus long ago, and, and maybe you've walked away or you've fallen away. Maybe tonight you've always called yourself a Christian, but you just feel like you've done something so wrong that God could never love you, no matter where you are. In a room and a night like tonight, 
I just want to ask if there's anybody here who would like to turn around and make a decision to follow Jesus, to make a decision to open up their life, to be sensitive to hearing from him, to become a follower of Jesus and know and be guaranteed a position with him in heaven. And so tonight, I'm just going to ask with every head bowed and every eye closed for people who may be making decisions tonight. Maybe the Holy Spirit's been tugging on your heart tonight as we've been worshiping. Maybe you've been coming for a little while and now uh, you're sensing that God is drawing you to him. He's not going to make you come to him. He wants you to take that last step. And so tonight, right across this room with every head bowed and every eye closed, I want to ask if that is you, and tonight you want to make sure that you're in a right relationship with Jesus. Tonight you want to say, yes, Jesus, you are my Lord. All I want you to do is very simply just raise your hand just high enough so that I can see and then put your hand back down. And so right now, if there's anybody here in this room who would like to make that decision for the first time or the first time in a long time, would you just raise your hand? Is there anyone else? That's awesome. Is there anybody else?